So my friends, today's gospel passage um, is the calling and appointing of the 12 apostles. And our church, newly decorated um, with their images, is, um, is it's good to have devotion to them and to consider them. And as we read their names, as I mentioned about the names in the Roman canon yesterday, uh, as we read the names of the 12 apostles, it's important to not check out and just to see them as a faceless group. But each of these men um, was called personally by the Lord, and uh, he knew them personally. They each had their, their own personalities. In fact, the personalities of the apostles, they, they really come out in the scriptures, usually not to their benefit, but whatever. Um, but that these are the twelve upon whom our Lord would build the church, uh, Peter's confession of faith, and then the other um, apostles, and that these were them, and that they were real men uh, chosen from the time, and they weren't the brightest Um, They weren't uh, the richest. They weren't any of that. They were the 12 that Jesus wanted. They were the 12 that he chose. And that even when Mark is writing this, that Mark um, would have known uh, the apostles. We know that Mark knew Peter. He was probably Peter's secretary or scribe. But that maybe even definitely by this time, James the Great, uh, who's the second picture over there, um, had already been killed by this point. So maybe Mark had known him, but he had already been killed, martyred um, by this point. Peter may himself have already been martyred. Um, But that these were the men that Jesus chose. And that even, you know, our Lord knows them. And they were his friends. He called those that he wanted. And they came to him. And that, like, even the nickname here, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John, um, and he named them Boanerges, which is sons of thunder, right? And so you can just picture our Lord calling these guys, hey, sons of thunder, right? Like our Lord knows them. He knows them not just by their names, but by their nicknames. And that's the way he knows us. And that's the way that he calls us. And these are the 12. Um, these are the 12 who converted the whole world, right? They went out and um, Judas uh, betrayed him is replaced. We get Matthias for reinforcements, and then a little later, St. Paul. And these are the ones. They went out and they converted the whole world. How ridiculous does it seem that some fishermen, a tax collector, um, and a, uh, a Pharisee, all from that small part of the world, would change the whole world? Within a couple hundred years, it's tr- all changed. Roman empires totally converted. People that had been pagan for thousands of years converted within a couple centuries at the most, um, all because of these 12 and their fidelity and even the sacrifice of their life, um, that they're the ones who did it. Today, uh, in our nation, it's the day of the prayer for legal protection of the unborn, that tragically, our nation, the United States of America, uh, for the last 48 years, um, has rejected uh, the right to life of uh, the most innocent, um, those who have not yet been born, and that currently um, the life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, the, fi- the principles upon which our nation is founded, um, is not a right that is extended um, to those who are alive and not yet born, and that this is, um, this is a tragedy. This is where we wear purple today. You have the option to wear white, but we, we wear purple today because this should be a great sadness for our nation that in America, um, from this day, 1973 on, uh, the right to life. I mean, I'm, I was born within that time frame, right? My, I did not have a right to life uh, when I uh, was first alive. For those first nine months of my life, I didn't possess the right to life. Um, and that this is a tragedy. 
and that it could be easy, you know, in our, our highly politicized culture, um, the pro-life movement has done so much good. Um, but that ultimately, uh, the right to life uh, and the, what we're praying for is a conversion of heart, a conversion to the gospel of life. The only way, the only way the pro-life movement in the United States of America will um, bear any fruit if abortion is not just illegal, but unthinkable, um, that we, we need to have a conversion to this gospel of life, and that if these just become purely political matters, where all we want is the 5-4 decision in, in one way, and then, oh, but it'll be overturned by a 5-4 decision, if it's a purely political matter, then this state of back and forth, uh, then we will have, we will have lost. Um, uh, the lasting victory comes from conversion, to the gospel of life. And that that needs to be done, that's the work of each of us. We are no less equipped than the apostles were. And these guys converted people that had been pagan for thousands of years because they were open to our Lord, because they followed his guidance, because they had the power of the Holy Spirit, God who can do all things. And so as today we join um, in uh, sadness uh, throughout our nation, um, that we should see that just as the 12 apostles were able to accomplish their mission, so in our pursuit of spreading and converting those to the gospel of life, the dignity of every single human life, from conception to natural death, um, that we want conversions of heart, not just change of law, that we want uh, a real love and reverence for life, and that that should be something that's built up and affirmed and not just polemical politics. And so today we pray for that, and we, we have real hope that as the apostles were able to accomplish their mission, our Lord can equip those of us just here in this church um, to with joy and confidence to spread this gospel of life and to win many more souls over to our Lord uh, so that this, this rift in our nation, this, this crime of our, in our nation may be rectified and that human life in all of its stages uh, may be protected both in the hearts of the people of the United States of America and in her laws.